Blog Talk Radio. Well, it's all right. Now, welcome back to Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. I am your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and my co-host is Akila Ali, and my company is Miss D and you. I'm coming at you live from Columbus, Ohio, Moreno Valley, Las Vegas, baby. Lardy Miss Clardy is on the move here, and I'm coming with good news and bad news if necessary. This is the place to be and to get heard right here on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. All right, call in at this call-in number and get your seatbelts on because we're getting ready to talk about a serious subject. It should be funny after a while, but it's still serious. Why? Are our rebellious children mad with us? Parents, part two. And this is the call-in number. You call in at 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And the guest call-in number, if you ain't got no phone, is 877 877- Four eight three three one five three. That number again is eight seven seven four eight three three one five three. And I want to apologize about the music for some odd reason. The music ain't playing this evening. I guess it says ain't no need for us to come and make you feel any better. Make yourselves feel better because this is what we gonna do tonight. All right, is Miss D and. Miss Akila Ali in the house this evening. Say something. Yes. How are you doing, Lord, Miss Clardy? How are you doing, Lord? How are you doing? How are you doing today, Akila? Uh, Miss D, you in the house? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we ain't got no music because it's not playing this evening, so we're going to go and dive right on into the subject. Ain't going to be no uh, breaks or anything at this time because uh, there is something going on with, you know, the high five, so we ain't tripping. We're moving on through. Again, I say call in at this call-in number of 347-884. That number again is 347-884-8684. Guest call-in number, if you ain't got no phone, is 877-483-884. Three one five three, and the subject tonight is why are our rebellious children mad with us parents? Part two, and the question is, do your adult children or children cuss at you and call you names and hurt you for being a good parent or a decent parent or no good parent? Children that were raised in a structured home and environment became adults to live chaotic lifestyles, just like those that might have been from a bad, broken home. They, Everybody got a choice to make. Did they do it to be rebellious? Well, you know, who's to say? Why do children that become adults decide to choose the road of disappointments and blame the parents? That's also, we have to remember parents we used to be kids to, so put your feet in their shoes for one. And did rebellious adult children 
that were children think their parents were strict, had other siblings that needed attention that were much younger than they, or maybe they just did not want to grow up, all right? Why some adult children don't want to be nothing like their orderly or structured parents? We need to find that out, too. And is this behavior a rites of passage to let natural consequences take its inevitable toll on their lives when they don't want to listen to reason that would lead them to a much happier road to success and a life that is rewarding? When children that become adults don't want their parents to be a part of their lives, is it because they want to make them pay for all the good they did in their lives by using structure and order? We're going to flip that, too. Uh, is that the same way when, you know, uh, you know, a bad parent that ain't got no structure and let their kids be any old kind of way and they any old kind of way in their house in front of their kids? Do those kids grow up and want those parents to be in their lives? Let's just switch the, switch the role here because we all got to remember we were kids at one time, and we all have a, a, a secret and a truth and a story to tell, okay? So should the parents just let go? Is their lives. Hold them accountable. Don't let them make you feel guilty for their choices. Just don't give up on them. Join us on a mission to empower and to help others learn how to let go of their rebellious adult children and those children that are late, late teenagers that become an adult. Ain't much that you can do about it when they're doing what they do, all right? The only thing that we say, just don't give up on them. Join us on that mission to empower and show others how to let go of their adult children and their kids. That's rebellious. And that to love their life, you know, and to live their life and just live in peace. This is what uh, adult parents that have grown kids say in the end. Ah, we have peace. All right? So before I get started, I am going to uh, bring in Akila and let Akila tell her 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 side of the story before I even begin to even tell my side because, see, I got three sides to the story, my story, my mama's story, and my story after I was grown, okay? So let's just see what's going on with this. Akila, are you there? Hit it and show us where you know what does rebellion, what is rebellion and what does it have to do with growing up and where can you attest that you didn't have to become this if you have that story? Tell us about it. Yep. Um, I really think this is a great topic. And uh, like you were saying, rebellion, you know, what is a rebellion? You know, we have to define that. You see, is it a good rebellion where, mm-hmm. you know, the kids may not be living in a, a positive life and they choose to um, rebel, if you will, or do the opposite of that lifestyle because they're trying to better themselves? Or are they rebellion right. after they lived in a structured household and then they turn to live in a chaotic lifestyle, just, you know, right. just complete destruction, you see what I'm saying? So we have to right. define what rebellion is, you see what I'm right. saying? So, okay, um, well, come on with it. Tell us tell us what it is. <laughs> well, I would what say, it is. Well, I would say, like I said, if it's a good rebellion, you know, it um, 
like you said, the the like we were, me and you were speaking earlier today, and like you said, you know, the rebellion may not have anything to do with the parents. You know, it could just be right. how the child chose to live their life. You see, now when right. you see the rebellion in that form, it, it kind of takes the pressure off the parents. Okay, you know what? I've done all the best that I could, and now that's, that's just how right. they chose to live. You see what I'm saying? So it takes that, that, that pressure off. You see what I'm saying? But as right. long as you that, okay, because, I mean, they're adults now. You see what I'm saying? Right. They're adults. You're right. a parent, and you know you have done everything you could um, as far right. as how they live structured household, and, you know, they turn to a gay lifestyle. If you know you've done all you could, there's nothing more that you can do. Because they're adults now. Right. now they're trying to take responsibility for what, for how their life is going to be. They're no longer under your roof. You see what I'm saying? They're yeah. all, they're, even if they're, like, in their 20s under your roof, you know, they, they're adults. They can go and do what they want to do. They they can go and Absolutely. choose to the You see what I'm saying? You can no longer, right. it's certain, it's a certain age that you get where, you can no longer blame your parents. You know, you're, right. you're you know, you're an adult now. You can say now what what goes on when you're an adult, if I've raised you the best way that I could, that's on you. I mean, that, that's that's right. just my thing. You know, and um right. I was talking to a few people about this topic and they were saying that, you know, if your child is angry at you after you've done everything you could, you know, it's it's nothing more you can do. You you can't see the anger. Um, you just have to right. take it from them. But my question is Right. My my question is is how if your child okay if you even if you distance yourself from your child say okay you know what I'm just gonna give you your space but they continue to come around and say well you know it's your fault that I'm being this way it's your fault this is that and and just complete they continue to come around and, and still blame you they mm. may spread things mm. around the family about lies about you and whatever because they're angry and they're hurt or whatever reason but how do you mm-hmm. deal with that that that's what I would like to know. Well, is that a question, or is that something that you know you are putting out there for the people to 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 question to themselves? Yeah, I would like I would like the uh, answer to that. Miss D may have an answer. Anybody in the audience would like to to um, if they've been to this situation. Why, if they are the child that continues to go to their parents even after adulthood, and ask their parents why they've right. done that? Why do you continue to blame your parents after you're an adult? You know, when you can go and choose to live a better lifestyle while you continue to come to your parents and continue to blame. Move Ms. on, move forward. I, I, I Ms. D., you a, got something to say on that? No, I don't have a response right now. i got to think about that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this is what I'm going to And is there anybody out there in the audience that might be able to answer that question? Do we have any any experts out there that may... Uh, have something to say about this. You can call in at the call-in number, 347-884-8684. That number, again, is 347-884-8684. And that guest call-in number, if you ain't got no phone, is 877-TOLL-FREE, 483-3153. That number, again, is 877-483-3153. And so... Let's look at first, um, I'll come in and I'll say this. Let's find out the definition of rebellion or being rebellious, that word rebellious. And what the Oxford Dictionary says is showing a desire to resist authority, control, or convention. It also has as a synonym 
for defiant, disobedient, insubordinate, unruly, wayward, oh boy, intractable, refractory, and then some other words I can't even I can't even uh, pronounce. Okay, <laughs> but we know that rebellious means something that is a desire to resist authority, control, okay, and convention. Take that any way you want to. It also says young people with a rebellious streak. Now, last week when we were talking about this subject, we have found out that rebellious can be a uh, a rite of passage, meaning that, you know, kids from like nine on the way up until you know, they get out their mama's house, do this rebellion kick because, you know, that's what they do. They want to assert that they are independent. They want their own thought process, whatever the case may be. But rebellion does not mean in the rites of passage that we allow them when it comes to most pertinent things that they need to have structure about so they won't go out here and get their heads busted from schools of hard knocks because they wouldn't listen, all right? What we mean by that as parents is we don't want you to go out there and start going to jail by stealing, lying, and thieving and all the rest that makes you go to jail because you won't, you know, work for what you want or you won't ask for what you want. That's number one. That is structure. That doesn't cause for a child to be rebellious. That is not uh, what we would call uh, 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 independence, okay? Another part that don't got nothing to do with being rebellious is if you having children and you are having children as a teenager and then you keep on having kids. Well, that's not rebellion. That's just plain stupid. That's between us all because us as females, we do this to ourselves all the time for whatever reasons we do it for. I got a story to tell on that, my own self, okay? I'll tell on me to help you understand that it don't got nothing to do with rebellion. It just got to do with because you're hot and you want what you got, okay? And it does not mean anything because after you done did it, then you rebellious for real. You don't even want to listen to your to your parent, you know, because you done gave it up, whatever the case may be. But that's not rebellion. That's because you just want to do what you want to do because you like him or, or you like her or whatever it is. The third one is is authority. Other than yourself, mom and dad, and in your home where your structure is at, you have rules. And the rules is you got to learn how to take care of yourself, wash your teeth, put some clothes on, and uh, some other stuff like, you know, do some chores around the house. You know, you ain't old enough yet to do bills, you know what I'm saying? But if you start a job, you know what I'm saying, help pitch in, you know, because no one be at nobody's house for free. You know what I'm saying? We might give you a deal, but you ain't going to be for free. That shouldn't be no reason for you to rebel either because that's not rites of passage. Am I making something clear here a little bit? Can you understand what I'm saying on this subject, y'all? I hope I'm just having a tangent, but I'm saying something. I'm going somewhere with this. Y'all understand where I'm coming from, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, you know, for uh, other stuff like, 
let's see, other stuff like, uh, you know, you're out there and, you know, you're around your peers, you know, and you want to smoke weed and stuff like that, but that's not within your home. Or you decide that you want to get with people that you know that's of an, uh, another sexual orientation that's not like in your home. Well, that is not a point to be rebellious. That means to get yourself together so that you can either do one or two things. You're not grown, so you have to abide by the rules. But if you be against those things, then what do you think you're going to be when you get out there in the real world? Now, you know you have the court system. You've got children's services. You've got a whole lot of stuff. You want to raise your kids the way you want to raise them and all of this, but it don't have nothing on there that states that um, – it's got any intelligence with it, okay? Rebellion would, 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 it don't have nothing to do with that. Rebellion has to do with you want control over your own life. Let's say if you was a slave. Let's say all them slaves that was back in the day, they didn't have no say over their life. They just, yes, a boss, yes, boss, and do what yes, boss, they do, right? But they could never have a life for themselves. Well, you know, after they get grown, they tired of that. They wanted to have their life. That's a reason to rebel, you know what I'm saying, because you are enslaved. But if you are just a child that's growing up needing to learn structure, learn how to uh, how to treat people, and it first starts at home, how us parents treat our children, then that's another story. You know what I'm saying? So let me not further ado with this situation. Let's go into an area where I want to talk about uh, my my story, where I came from, and why I ended up being this rebellious person that I am right now today to talk about this stuff that people scared to talk about when it's happening in every household and it's just time to talk about it. And so I'm going to tell you how I got that way. Now, you know, back in the day, <laughs> we going to start back in the day, uh, you know, I was, I was like four years old and my mama, you know, she was, uh, uh, a very good mom, you know, and I was going, getting ready to start school. I can remember it as far as that. And she put me in a mirror, and she said to me, you know what? She said, look at you. You show is beautiful. You are so cute today. And then she married somebody. And then, they, you know, I was being sexually molested from that time on until I was 12 years old. I would see my mom get beat up, it seemed like, every day. And I told my mama I was being molested, and she left me there with him. He wasn't even my dad, you know what I'm saying? And she explained to me why she was leaving. And it wasn't, I wasn't but about six, six years old at that point. And what could I do? She was about to get killed, all right? When she came back to get me, I was 12 years old, y'all, and had been through the meal with that family that was not my blood. And I learned from my mom that she was adopted, and she did not know where her family, father, mother, siblings were. That meant that I didn't have no family. That was my family that she was adopted from, I mean, well, that she was taken from and was adopted out. And I said, well, shoot, you know what I'm saying? And that meant I was alone with just my mother. Now, you would think 
she would have told me about protection, you know, for sex, because she knew that my past was about being sexually molested. I love my mother, and we talked on why she left me, and I forgave her. And at 14 years old, I had a baby by a notorious hustler. I didn't know that at that time, but my baby is here because my mom would not babysit for me while I finished school, and it caused me to drop out. I had another baby at 15. Now, the question here, let's stop right here. Why did I have another baby? Well, I mean, uh, 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 and why did I have it on my mama? You know what I'm saying? What made me do that? Now, there are some families that are out there that will help to make sure that their their children go to school and everything else and babysit and what they need to do and pay the money to bring the baby, bring the mentor in the house. But does that stop a kid from being rebellious? No. It's just what's in them already. But I'm going to go on because, I know why I had the baby. I was mad because my mom wouldn't let me finish school. I understood what I did was wrong. I told her, you know, Mama, you know, if you would just allow me, I won't never do this again. And I wasn't going to do it again. But when you take the most important thing that is the lifeline to a kid away, you know what I'm saying, there's nothing else left to do but to get in trouble. That's what's going on with the kids today. The adults, they all they doing is taking away the recreation centers, taking away this, taking away that. That kept the kids' minds busy to keep them focused on a dream that they may have. It was taken away from them. So what you think? How you think that that kid is going to think? Well, I had another kid. Now thank the Lord that I didn't have no more kids until eight years later. But let me tell you what proceeded after that. Well, you know, I'm I'm trying to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm 16 now. I just had my, my, my second child. And now, you know, um, me and my mom, we cool or whatever. I try to accept it. You know, I try to, you know, do the best that I can, you know, because I had those babies. Yes, I did. And, you know, and I was always talked to about the Lord and the process of it. In my mind back in that day, I wasn't ready for no Jesus back then. I'm trying to figure out how can I, how can I become this singer that I was trying to be or this cheerleader. This uh, Hey, I was the best cheerleader there was in my school growing up. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be a uh, uh, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. That was one of my dreams. That was what kept me in school, and I was darn good at what I did even in school. However, it didn't work out that way, and I had to accept that and then find another way to realize that I needed to get myself together, get me a job, and take care of these kids. Now, do you think that as a teenager I was ready for those kids? No, I wasn't, and they didn't come with no no, no uh no instructions or nothing. Yeah, I had a mother, but my mother was the kind of mother that, you know, just she'd take the kids and, you know, give me that little break or whatever the case may be. But that still didn't satisfy me because I'm with I'm with these kids for the rest of my life. I had to get to the point where these kids was 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 uh was was my life and I'm going to have to accept what I've done and take care of these kids. So I tried to get a job. My mom, she wouldn't even let me get a job. 
So eventually I cried to the welfare department to get out her crib because I felt as though my mama didn't want me to grow up. You know, she didn't want me to be responsible or something. I don't know what the problem was. Maybe it was because, you know, she was adopted or, and she just wanted me to be with her and didn't know how to talk. But to me, I needed to do something that was going to be very, very important, and that was to be responsible. I had been responsible since my mother left me in the home with the man and their families and all of that. It's time for me to get out before, you know, it won't be no good thing going on because I'm thinking my mom hating on me because I want to do good. This is what I'm thinking, right? So I cry to the welfare department and get to a place to go uh, to go find an apartment for me and my two kids. But before I left, you know, I opened up the door, had my babies in the bed with me, and one of them took them, fell down the darn steps, wooden steps at that, and then he got taken. And then the system took and they said that I was being abusive. I know I ain't wasn't, did nothing wrong, but the system said, now my mom tried to, you know, take up for me, and also she was witness. We was in the bed sleep when it happened. But they didn't care, and my mom didn't have no experience and no knowledge about how to deal with that system. However, here we go. Now, let's put it like this. Was I supposed to get mad at my mama because now the kids was in, my baby was in the system? They left my oldest child to me. Now, what did that oldest child have to go through, being that I had to go through what the system wanted me to do, jumping over hoops and stuff to try to get that child back for the next five years? How you think that child was feeling? Neglected? Well, of course, because I didn't have time, because they took me out of my mom's house sent me out there on my own and made me have to be responsible. I had to get a job and then go see this baby that I'm trying to get. How did that make that oldest child feel? Mm. So let's go back to rebellion. So when a child takes and rebel, what reasons do they have to rebel? All right, now let's go back and look at it forward. Let's fast forward. Now my oldest child had two kids on me, 15 and 16. I did what wasn't happening for me, which was help my kids go through school and try to be there. I didn't have no husband, and the husband that I did have wasn't no good. And I wasn't about to have my kids with no no good man trying to daggone show my kids that we got some kind of uh, – a role model in the house. No, I'd rather have raised my kids alone and by myself than rather see them me getting beat and rather them see drugs and alcohol and all the rest of it. Now, we had a very, very nice home, but I had to work for that. And who at that point had to go through? My kids, because they could never see me because I was always working, and I was working to pay bills. I was working to do all kinds of stuff. But the, what I'm saying to you is this. If you have children that's being rebellious, even as teenagers growing up all the way up to adults and now they doing their thing and they choose to do all the stuff that they do, you ain't got nothing to do with that. You did the best you could, just like Akila Ali said. She did the best that she could do, all right? We did the best that we can do as a parent. So where do it come a time 
when a rebellious child stops being that way. Again, you will never know. And if the child don't want to talk to you, then what's the point? So I'm going back over this thing again, and I'm going back to Miss D. Miss D, did you find anything in there, in that conversation, in that story, that might have drummed up something for you to say to the people's ear about why our rebellious children would be mad with us parents? Well, misery loves company. So uh, with that, I'll say, you know, when one is miserable, uh, and can't find no peace within themselves, then they're they're going to project those type of vibes wherever they're at. So right, uh, you know that's I think that's the reason behind that. That would be the reason why, even though uh, they have this. Thing going on to be rebellious toward the parent, they're still being rebellious within themselves and mm-hmm. perhaps not recognize that or perhaps uh, have recognized that and like what they're doing. So, right. you know, there's some people that thrive on misery, you know. Uh, right. So, hey. That's about all I can say to that. <laughs> I thank you, Miss D, for your input because you know it's always good to have wise counsel amongst us. If there's anybody that's out there that got something to say about this, why are our rebellious children mad with us parents? Call in at the call in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And the guest toll-free number is 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. That question is very, very prevalent amongst uh, parents. Now, once the kid become a parent and they get to see what the rebellion look like, they can't sit and they can't get mad at the world no more. They have to go back, just like my mom told me. Think about you when you was a kid. You, If you was rebellious, what makes you think that you're not going to see it in your own kids? The difference between the two is that in each family is different type of dynamics, and that dynamics is this. In a bad in a bad environment where children see parents drink, you know, uh, women having all types of men in their house, uh, you know, dudes laying down with every woman there is. Uh, that's called the daddy, you know, when you go over here on the daddy side of the family, and then you start seeing all of this, you know, chaotic stuff that's going on. There's only one or two things that can happen to a family that's got maybe what maybe two to five kids in it. One is going to come up out of there and not become that. Now, flip the script and you look at it from a structure home, preacher's homes, uh, and, you know, just decent people that are trying to do the right thing and, 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 and you end up with one or two that's out of that bunch. Say you had six kids and out of that bunch, two of them started to act the fool and act the fool until they grown. Who's to say? I I believe that no one gets away from having rebellious children. 
there are reasons, like I said, rites of passage, because they want to, they're growing up, and they want to assert their, their, their uh, in, individuality and, you know, their own mind. This is how you get to know what type of child you're going to have. If you have five kids and you don't know what none of them is like because you ain't paid no attention, that's because you didn't pay attention, parent. But, you know, in order to get to know your family of children, you have to be patient and, and watch how they grow and give them the right to have that rebellion. Now, when the rebellion comes in where they calling you out your name and they disrespecting you, bringing all kinds of people up in your house and telling you how to live your life, you know what I'm saying, and they are in your life and they still got to grow up and leave too, that's when you got to take control. If you don't take control of that kind of a rebellion, then you know what? It's a deserving of what happens because they don't feel that you know you care. There was one uh, a comment that I had learned about that said the reason why kids is the way they is because the parents are always trying to be friends. We ain't got time to be friends to no kids. We got a job to do. God said we had a job to do. And I'm going to put on this other caller because I know this other caller going to come in and say something that's going to probably burn all of our wigs off. And I'm going to let, let this caller talk, and I'm going let it, to let it, let it happen. Caller from 614, last four digits, 9125. You're on the line. Welcome to Lardy Miss Clardy and company on BTR. Say your piece. Why are our rebellious children mad with us parents? Well, uh a lot of times uh, children are rebellious at their parents because the parents just ain't simply doing their job. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're not feeding them right. They, mm-hmm. show, they show lack of discipline. And, mm-hmm. there's, and there's something new children do now. And... and you know, I get in a lot of debates with women on this, but the one thing, Flarty, Miss Flarty, that's worse than a man calling the woman the B word is a mother letting her children call her by her first name. And Come on with it. Come on, talk on. Come on. Why is and then, that, Brother Blind? And then, huh? Why because, is that? like you said, they, they, they want to be friends. But here is the number one reason why ch- children definitely need to be uh, re- rebellious. Uh, I did a survey on a courtroom show called Paternity Court with Judge Lauren Lake. And, okay. you know, she she does paternity test show. Uh, she does a paternity test uh, show, and, and she's the woman who replaced Judge Joe Brown when he got canceled. But... Mm-hmm. The statistic that is staggering, more than 50% of black families who appear on that TV show, Paternity Court, are appearing for adult DNA. Okay. Come on with it. Talk to it. I mean, why do why are so many black children are waiting until they're grown to find out who their real father is? Hey, you know, I, I'll tell you why. Because there are some parents, and I've seen it even, even, even as I speak. Because I have family that's like that. 
you know what I'm saying, they done had kids and decide to, because the fathers of each one of those kids, because they want a father in the home and stuff like that, and those men that they're, that they're, uh, that they're having babies by, uh, don't conform to be a part of their home. Then they go and find another man, have a baby by them. They don't. The point is, is that they don't want those kids to feel as though, like you know, they are being. Especially if you got five daddies for five babies. You see what I'm saying? They don't want those kids to feel like you know. Well, where is our daddy at? If that ain't our daddy, well, where is our daddy at? They don't want that that feeling that they have to explain that. So, you know, so they keep the daddies away. And so when the kids get grown, they go out to try to find their fathers and their families that were taken away from them to, you know, to uh, uh, to try to find out uh, who they are. That, could that be? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's a good answer to me. What would you think? I mean, well, as far as five uh, babies from... Uh, Five different men. It's obvious that uh, women need to make better choices, and that's not taken away from, you know, uh, the man, you know, doing his part or uh, be, uh, being abusive or or those type things. But but what makes gives children even the more the right to rebel? Keep in mind. Even back then, even back in the 50s and the 60s and some part of the 70s, even when a, even when a woman was in abusive relationship with a man, she still showed her children who's boss. And they're definitely not doing that now. And so when you... Well, no, when, not necessarily. Not necessarily. What well, do you mean, Blondie. not necessarily? Be- no, because I, I, because I got the facts well, right I've here. Been in a, yeah, but I've been in a situation where, you know, a 60-year-old that was born by eight children and had a mother and a father, and they were both preachers and teachers in the Word, and that father had made that woman, broke that woman down so bad, and even though they made it look like from... You know, they were uh, in the eyes of other people like they were together. But really, this man was telling me that, you know, that mother was not able to stand up for either her own kids. There are women that had to go through that back in them days. You see what I'm saying? And then those men that grow up, you know, and have their own life, be searching out just that type of a woman that will allow them to walk all over them, and that's what happened. We don't know that we're getting into stuff like that. That's why our parents told us, be careful who you having your babies by. So that means that you got to go into families to find out what's the dynamics of the family. Am I right? Well, uh, yeah, but but also keep in mind, uh, uh, Lardy, Miss Lardy, and... And and as far as you know, children being re, uh, re- rebellious, whether it's the parents' fault or the child's fault, that's uh, re- re- rebellion. Then you, you you know I I have to go by numbers here, and the numbers from supportkids.com and that's a child support agency 
who track mm-hmm. down deadbeat parents who owes five thousand mm-hmm. or more in back child support, their data states that more than fifty percent of single mothers in the United States will never receive child support. Now, uh, and that's very true. Those, those that's very numbers, true. those numbers alone, should give women extra motivation to stay away true. from men that they know they shouldn't be with. Well, that's not going to be the problem. You know why? Because women and men is so sexual in this day and time, just like we were back in our day and time, to where they don't look at stuff like that. All they're looking at is to clean up, you know, what is bothering them at the moment, and that is a hormone. And, you know, and, and you got to look at it like this, too. You know, we don't control the economy. The big wigs do. And so, therefore, you know, uh, child support is already under 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 the grid now based off of how they are dealing with situations because all situations are not about being deadbeat. There are people that are out there that are decent to want to pay their child support. Now, again, there are some of those women that are out there that, don't care to have the fathers in their lives and don't care that they pay child support. And you got that kind of people that's out there too. But why are our rebellious children mad with us parents uh, when they grow up and they have to face the same exact things, just different faces, different places, but the same thing? Why be mad? Well, because, Wendy, you left out a very important element there's a new deadbeat dad. There's a brand new deadbeat dad out that's out okay. right now. Okay. What that when, got to do with being when a, when a, That's when, where we need to stay. Let, let, let me let me let well let me get to that where the rebellious come, and I have you as your own statement that you said earlier in the show. Now you said earlier that that. Mothers at times keep the fathers, the different fathers, away from the children. Well, now, uh-huh. if well now, if a single mother does that in 2016, excuse me, 2015, she's the new deadbeat. And keeping your okay. children away from father and grandmother and this person and that person you know it's going to make them rebel every time. Well, and that person has to face that. That's their life. For those parents that have done the best that they can do, the only thing that I have for those parents is that forgive them, let them live if they don't want you in their life or don't want you in them in their grandbabies' lives or, or whatever the case may be. Forgive them. And let them live. You you just learn how to have a life that's full of love and of God as purposeful as you can in your own life because there's nothing that no one can do about that. Akila Ali has stated that earlier. When you've done all the best that you can do, ain't nothing else left to do. As far as those kinds of parents that's out there, they have to deal with what's coming their way. Am I right, Miss D? I agree. Well, my, 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 I, look, 
I know where you're getting at, Marty, Miss Clardy. But I'm where talking about at, Brother Blondie. You're 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 trying to get at at the rebellious from a Wendy Clardy personal experience as a mother. I'm talking about no, the I'm rebellious yes, child am, but, from from but, but this is from everywhere. I didn't in rebel. I didn't huh? rebel. I'm a, I'm a part of that general. I was a kid. I was a kid. Right. I just had told about my life. So I didn't rebel. There are kids that don't rebel to the point when they get grown, they end up with chaotic lives and then blame still their parents for the chaotic lives that they live. And there are children that go on and become very successful and very, uh, very, very uh uh, structured and ordered themselves in their lives. You see what I'm saying? And, what I'm saying is that it's, it has to be a balance here. Right. And then, and then you 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 also mentioned you know sexual hormones get gets in the way. Keep in mind, Lardy Miss Lardy, there's a difference between 70s and 80s sexuality and 2015. It's still going on today. It's still going on today. It's just this outlet open now. But it was going on back then. Right, but there's a little different twist, though, Lardy, Miss Clardy, that you left out. Ain't nothing new up underneath the sun. There is no twist. They was doing the twist back then. It was just in the closet. (laughs) But, Lardy, Miss Clardy, you missing a simple point. Point. Okay, Okay, in our day... When it uh, uh, when black folks were sexual, it was one on one, one man, one woman, pure one hundred percent pure love, and then whatever led to afterwards, as far as the person's sexual appetite, so go uh, go beat it. But now, now when in two thousand fifteen, when we hook up and have sex. We don't take the time to know each other anymore. You know, anybody can get it on the first night now. It's hold on. that type of world. Hold, hold, it's hold, that type hold, of uh, society. Okay. And on. cheating's different now. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let Miss D have something to say. Miss D, what do you got to say about Brother Blondie's uh uh, comment here. I want to know how far back Brother Blondie go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he go back as far as me, but I'm going to say the same thing that was going on when I was growing up is still going on today. The only difference Except was... you weren't only, saying you, only you, you weren't telling the woman it hold ain't chicken if you got it. The only Hold on. Just let her. Just let her talk. Hold on. The only. The only. The difference today is, we stayed in our neighborhood, so it was usually guys that we knew and grow up, growed up with, and went to school with. Today, you got rapid transportation, baby, and the kids is all over the place. So nobody knows nobody. Everybody is moving around and moving fast. They're not thinking, they're just acting. And when you don't think 
and you just act, then you end up with the chaos that we're talking about. Absolutely. Okay, you got you 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 got young girls having babies that ain't ready to have babies because they don't know nothing about it. You got grandparents raising the grandkids and the great grandkids, and Granny is tired. And then, so she's not as strict as she should be. So the kids is out. And then you got, let's talk about this cyberspace thing, this new technology we got. You see, your kid don't even have to leave their house no more. They can get on the Internet and hook up. See, so today everything is moving ten times as fast as it was when I was growing up. But it, the only new part is, is like I say, they can reach out further than I did. But they're doing the same thing. The same thing, same thing. Ain't nothing changed when it comes to a kid reaching the point of puberty and the curiosity of sex. And nobody teaching them about the body changes and why they're feeling that way and what they should be doing if they make the choice of becoming sexually active. And so, therefore, everybody's still having unprotected sex, which is bringing unwanted babies into the world. And then those babies grow grow up because they got the anger, okay? And then they had go out and do the same stupid mistake of having (laughs) babies and... Like I say, they ain't just having one baby. They're having babies all over the place. Mm-hmm. Young men, men have to be equally as responsible as the woman when it comes to having Come sex on, and bringing I babies agree. in this world. And ain't nobody thinking about that because ain't nobody caring. That's why our children are out in the street running wild because we as parents that knew better have, like I said, failed them. We have dropped the ball, and our children are out in the wilderness running wild. Now, how you going to reel them back in, that should be the topic of this conversation, is how do we reel our children back in? (laughs) (laughs) Next topic. Wanting to live. Next topic that's coming up, that's part three of why our rebellious children are uh, mad at us parents. And I should have turned that around and said, why are our rebellious children mad at us adults? Because us adults have just went on to try to make life, you know, exciting as we can make it and not realize that we have informed our children to live this chaotic world that we call a society of good and bad. We are responsible for everything those kids do. So for those parents, Brother Blondie, that have tried and they tell you, those kids will tell you, you were strict on us. So when they go and get grown, they don't want to go to church. They don't want to know nothing about God. They don't want to know nothing about uh, Emmett Till. They don't want to know nothing about slavery. Uh, they don't care. 
They just want to live their lives. Some of them didn't even want to go to school. You hear what I'm saying? They hated school. Not because that they didn't have fun with it or the parent did not go and be a part of their school, but just just because that's just the way it is. You've got some children that are going to be this way. As I said before, rebellion is not based up off of, you know, going to jail and thieving from other people, lying to people, you know, beating on people and all of that stuff. That's not rebellion. Rebellion is supposed to be a positive thing, a rite of passage. You know what I'm saying? A rite of passage to have the right to assert your individuality after you turn about 12. You know what I'm saying? Because when my kids turned 12, all I did was talk to them. Now, the crazy stuff they did after all that I did was talking to them, well, then they can be mad all they want to because you know why I didn't have anything to do with it. I just stood my ground. You ain't going to be this way. No, it ain't going to be that way. Now, you don't go to school, that's on you. But, you know, natural consequences, children's services taught me about that. You hear me? And after being in that system a long time and then working for that system, believe me, if they thought that there was something wrong with me, I wouldn't have been working for them. You see what I'm saying? So all the other stuff about what children's services are doing, you got new things that's going on now today that is causing the children to look back and look at their parents and blame them for what their grown lives have become. You know, there's parents that's dead, and some kids wish that they can have their mother and daddy's back. You know, and then there's some kids that don't care at all, Brother Blondie. But the point of it is is that we're here today to talk about how do you help those parents, you know, overcome those type of kids from teenagehood to adulthood that want to want to assert that type of disrespect called rebellion. What would you have to take, say to the audience in that retrospect? Well, you know, uh, Lordy, Miss Clardy, in that type of retrospect, uh, you, you you know, rebellious uh, children who are like in a two-parent household per se, or or, or you know, the ones who is uh, uh, stepping up, if they're the ones who are actually stepping up, then they're the ones who actually can't give up. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, now, now, they don't want you. Now, now, now here's my thing, though. If God's on your side like Ukraine and you have all this faith, it really uh, shouldn't be a problem on that uh, uh, aspect. My, my my advice is is continue to do positive things and continue to do positive things in in front of your uh, children, so they won't have a reason uh, to, to to rebel. And and even if and, and I know kids do rebel. Because you you know parents being uh, strict on a lot of things, but at at the same time, uh, I believe your own Bible said the parent is in charge. 
So uh, yeah, but there's uh, also yeah the the parent is in charge, but after they grown, you ain't in charge of that no more. They can't go back and and pull themselves and and go back into your womb and re become a child again. Now that we gonna talk about it and settle it, or you don't want to have nothing to do with me? Okay, well I'm gonna leave you to God. And I'm going to keep moving. You got some kids that's mad because you moving forward and doing positive regardless of the bad things that they have done or the I mean, bad but, things they but also, you, also it, right, and I, and, I, and I get you on that, but also, Lordy, Miss Clardy, if you're doing positive things but you're constantly moving from city to city, state to state, every other six months or every other year, that's going to make a kid uh, rebel as well as uh, uh, one of the keys of, uh, of, you know, even if you're doing that, I think it's very important to stay stationary and stay at at one spot. If you're constantly moving around the the world, your kids is definitely going to be uh, rebellious uh, no matter how much love, or no matter how much you uh, oh. uh, 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 spoil, uh, uh, case oh. in point, Paris Hilton. Okay, okay. Well, let's look at it from this point of view, brother Blondie. Say like your kids is grown. I'm free. I'm a free woman. You know what I'm saying? If they got their own kids and they live in their own lives. They don't want you to be a part of it. Then you just keep moving. You're not supposed to stay still because your grown kids want you to be still. You got a life to live too. You have already, we as parents have already gave up our lives, those decent people that raised their kids. We gave our lives up because we created that life. And after they get grown and they decide that they want to do things their way, well, I'm, a, I'm grown now. I'm grown too. And I'm going to go and find me a life outside of worrying about why you in jail, why you got 15 kids, why is them great-grandchildren looking the way they're looking. Whatever the case may be, if that's what they want to do in their life, what can the person say about that kind of stuff? You know what I'm saying? you got to live for yourself and live for God. And those of us that are moving around and doing a good job to uh, uh, to be positive and do positive things in the world, they should be commended. Now, let's turn it over and let's look at the bad people. What would you have to say to those bad people, Brother Blondie, that you know that are deadbeats, that didn't have, they didn't, they didn't have the structured life that they could have had, or they ain't got, they got a crack house looking, a, a house, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be, their kids is living up there with no beds and all of that stuff. None of the basic needs are met, and children's services ain't doing nothing to them types. So what you got to say to them type of people? Well, those those type of deadbeats suck. And also, Lardy Miss Clardy, I'm the only one that is uh, uh, that has talked about another type of deadbeat. I'm the only one that has spoke about the Shaquille O'Neal slash Fantasia type deadbeat. Dead and you're and you're going to see beat. more and more of that. And uh, well, my is thing is. Beat. I mean, uh, yes, a deadbeat is a deadbeat, 
But and there, no way there to look at okay, nothing be, nothing new, nothing old. It is just the dead beat. And so we're on here trying to find out about what, why our rebellious children are mad with us parents. There are some that blame us, and we don't deserve that blame. And I'm here to explain to those that, you know, that are Are you, are you saying blamed. you don't deserve to be blamed, uh, Lardy Miss Quarty? Not after you grown. If I've already done did my part to try to make that thing better and you grown and you going off doing your thing, no, I'm not responsible for that. That is your life, I'm, and I don't got nothing to do with that. And if you don't want me to help you turn your life around by talking about what Jesus said, then just like Jesus said, if you love your mother and father more than you love me, then you don't love me. Okay, so that means this. If my kids don't want to or anybody other kids that's got, that know about Jesus, know about God, and we know that we've done the best that we could do and they don't want to hear nothing we got to talk about, well, God says, shake the dust off your feet and move on and do the works where they are wanted. That is why I am on this radio program because this is areas is what people are scared to talk about. And it's going on in everybody's home, and they thinking this stuff is supposed to be a secret. But it's no secret. This is, it's, this is real stuff that goes on. And it's about time for the parents to understand those that ain't done or have done all that they can do, how to handle it. Let them go. Forgive them and let live and get you some peace and get you a life, and maybe they'll, they'll figure it out when they see how good you're doing. Maybe they'll follow, you know. But by going up there talking to them and trying to make things be, and they don't want that, you do not force yourself in your children's life. It is called invasion, Brother Blondie, and we're talking about rebellion. So as a parent, you don't want to be considered rebellious too because you ain't listening just because you a parent. That ain't supposed to be your title. You're going to be in their life, and you're going you're gonna to force your way in regardless. No, that, that kind of parent I don't want to be. If a person don't want me as a parent for the sheer love of me having me there, then they just don't get a parent. I'll just be on the sidelines praying for them. That's all you can do. Now, for those I, that are out I, there that is bad, those that are out there that is bad and they and ain't stepped up to the plate, ain't tried to talk to your kids, ain't tried to put your hand out there, that's another story. They got a reason to be rebellious if they're going to be mad and they ain't going to want to be in your life or whatever. That is another area. But we're talking about how to help people that have done all the best that they can do to their rebellious kids. And let me just put this out here. And, and Brother Blondie, I'm going to put you on hold for a minute because I have this article and I'm almost out of time and I need to get this stuff out. And thank you for your, you know, comments on this subject. We will talk again. Here, let me, let me, let me show you this here. From blogs.cbn.com, they talk about parenting a rebellious child. And this is just for thought as we are coming down to an end. With a child who exhibits rebellious behaviors, it is important to be patient. You cannot fight fire with fire. 
The arguing will never stop if we react that way. If your child feels they can manipulate you, control you, or control your emotions by frustrating you, they will feel they are gaining the control. A strong-willed child often just wants control of their life. If you give them control, they will undoubtedly run with it. Instead, do not raise your voice. Do not respond out of anger. Respond out of logic. Explain again and again until they understand your stance on the situation. Often, physical discipline with defiant children fails because they feel they have the ability to push you beyond your breaking point. You should never physically discipline your child out of anger anyway. Giving your child a sense of control in safe situations is a good way to let them exert their freedom. Allowing them to choose a movie or help you make plans can be teachable moments. Do not over-criticize. If you are constantly pointing out their bad behavior, it can lead to the child wanting to disobey even more. Provide uplifting and loving affirmations to your child. Encourage outlets such as art, music, or sports. Turning their focus to safe, healthy activities can encourage your child to put that strong energy into something positive. If your child begins to rebel in ways that are harmful to themselves or others, Discipline them with love and encouragement. You are not encouraging their bad behavior, but encouraging them to obey and reassuring them they are loved. Let your child know that God loves them and that you love them. Trust me, they will carry those words with them even if their behavior doesn't always reflect that. Now, with that to say on that subject, that seems like you know a real nice, you know, uh, a dream in a way. You know, it, it sounds like uh, a fantasy because every household dynamics don't point to that. And every child that you have have a different personality. And you have to deal with them on the, pro- on the personality that you have seen them, their own characteristics. You don't, you don't, chastise one like you would do the other kid. Every one of them have a different personality. If you have one that that likes the school of hard knocks, give them the what we would call the natural consequence way, and they can be mad after then. You know what I'm saying? But for one that you might be able to even talk to, that one grow up and don't do it. You know what I'm saying? There'll be a couple of them that don't do that same thing. But the kids ultimately learn from one another. Am I right, Miss D? I agree. The the children learn from one another what not to be. If you got a kid that's done had nine kids, well, probably the other four ain't gonna have them. You see what I'm saying? And then if they if a if a child have watched 
you know, a parent do all kinds of stuff and had kids on them, more than likely they're not going to grow up and have no kids at a young age. They don't want to even be bothered because why they got a babysit them. You know what I'm saying? And they ain't going to want none. They'll wait till they get grown, and then they'll find somebody that's probably totally the opposite of what the family dynamic that they came from. So you can't sit and say what is a, what is a good parent and what is a bad parent. All I know is that whether they come from a bad home or a good home, you've got good and bad coming from both spectrums of families. It's basically if you're having children, you must get to know their personalities and the character of them, and you deal with them according to that. Otherwise, you would have made them angry because, you know, they ain't got no special part in your life. You know what I'm saying? They all being treated the same way. They all getting whoopings. Remember that time when we was all young, uh, you know, uh, and, and it's a big family, say you got seven kids. And one did something wrong. All seven of us got it. But there was a trick to that, too. Us seven got to the point where we were sick and tired of that eighth or that sixth child doing stuff, and we ourselves would start training that child. Stop doing that. You're trying to get us all in trouble, you know what I'm saying? But in this day and time, because that's where I came from, and and I told you about my little story, that's where I came from. That's why I didn't treat. You know, my kids that way because they couldn't all couldn't get whipped for the crime. You, you'd be knowing who done it. You know what I'm saying? Sit back and pay attention. But the point of it is, is that you can't treat any child different than the other, but you must, when you're going to uh, deal with rebellion with any kid, you must sit back and, and pay attention of what type of child you got and you deal with them accordingly to what type of child there is. There are some you can talk to, and they get it. There are some you have to bust tail, and then they'll get it. Then they grow up and tell you, Mama, I'm sorry that I took you through so much. I have went through that part too, which I'm very, very happy about that. You know what I'm saying? Because there are some kids that will admit that they was messed up. Then you got some kids that will never, ever, 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 ever admit. So what do you do when you are faced with something like this? You train up a child in the way they should go, and when they get grown, they won't depart from it. But if they do depart from it, it wasn't because of you. It was because of the way that they wanted to be. It's their choice. Respect that. I'm Lardy Miss Clardy, and thank you for coming on to the show. And we've got another good show that's gonna come up. And just like Miss D has said, what was that what was that title that you said that we should be talking about, Miss D? Uh gee, it slips in my mind right at this moment. Uh but I was talking about what we can do to try to reel our children back in. That's so right. That How to reel them so, back in. Right, so that they'll wanna live. That's right, and the only way they'll do that is that if they see you moving on with life graciously, that perhaps they might say, hmm, maybe I need to try that, you know, but it's not up to you. It's up. So, again, thank you for coming on to the show, listening in, uh, uh, 
Misty, is there anything else that you want to say? No, I'm good. Um, just say have a good evening to everyone, and God bless us all. <laughs> That's right. And keep praying for your children because at the end of the day, when they're grown and they're up there in high teenage years, ain't nothing much that you can do about it except let it go and move forward to make sure that you stay out of trouble because in this day and time, you know, being meddling in the business can get you in trouble. So keep wisdom, parents, and those that are doing good continue to do good. I'm Lardy Miss Clardy. Thank you for coming on to the show and listening in on Why Our Rebellious Children Mad With Us Parents, Part 2. We'll be back with Part 3. Just stay tuned. Have a good evening.